Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Licknanigan Flan Man, Gandam, Gandalf Man, Mr. Flan, Jan, Saran, Nick Flanagan Weekly with the Saran Wrap on his hiney. I have Saran Wrap wrapped around my waist in order to seem thinner. Just kidding. Hi, I'm Nick Flanagan, and this is Nick Flanagan Weekly. How are you? I am recording a late podcast. I doubt it'll be very long. Uh, I just thought I'd like to make one this week. I think it's important to do that, to be there for you. I hope your week was fine. It's officially Sunday right now. My watch says so. And uh, yeah, it's Sunday. It's the end of November. It's not four in the morning. The end of November, as Leonard Cohen popularized as a saying, but it's uh, November 24th, officially. Um, I'm going, sadly, I have a funeral in not long, in about 10 or 11 hours, I'll be at that funeral. I had a death in the family. It was after a long illness. Uh, sort of, an illness, mobility issues, all the kinds of things that happen when people get older. And yeah, so that's been this week. I don't want to say that's the reason. Uh, I haven't really been doing as much podcasting this week. I also was in Montreal until Tuesday on a visit with my friend Andrew at his swank Montreal pad uh, and with his cute dog. That was nice. And then I was back here and just was suddenly in all of this stuff. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. I always think, gee, and then it gets, it goes away. <laughs> I wrote one of my like newsletters that I randomly send out this week. And it was like, I, I truly have felt motivation since about September of this year. Like I've really felt this momentum this like, yeah stuff's happening. Ooh, daddy, I'm happy about that. And then immediately after that thought, I just kind of go, I'm so tired. Like I had a big moment the other day where I paid off. I paid like, there was a confusion with my gym and I, I had to like pay the gym back and then I could go to use the gym more. And so I paid them back and I'd been meaning to do this for like three months. And I finally did it now. And as soon as I did it, I was like, uh, now I have to make myself go to the gym. And I haven't yet. And I'm eating like a fool. Bagels. Turkey. Chicken skin. God, I'm so sick of eating meat. Yeah, I'm starting to think of eating meat like I think of, uh, you know, all night partying. You know? You just need to do it a few times. Like my mother, some fancy market opened up near my house. And, you know, my mother, she's treating herself well, you know, these days. Because she's always dealing with a lot of stuff. So she buys these, like, prepackaged fancy foods. And that food today was something called osobuco. It was, like, veal with some sort of a... Bone, giant bone that's filled with marrow. I, I felt like I was eating pain. Just 
you know, slices of pain. Uh, I don't want to hear. If you're from PETA and you want to convince me not to eat meat, write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y. So this is Nick Flanagan Weekly. It's a podcast that I do. Sometimes weekly, sometimes longer, sometimes more in a week, sometimes less. The year is 2019, but not for much longer. So pretty soon I'll be doing this podcast for like a year and a half. How many fans do I have? Let's just say every once in a while I get pitched a guest idea and I don't get back to them. But I should because I'd like to have a guest or two. I've had some interesting people send me ideas. Also, I got together with someone to talk about merch, and, <laughs> and we actually have some fun ideas, so that's exciting. Um, I wanted to do my little gratitude list for you. I always like to start the podcast off with some gratitude. I don't have a theme song for the gratitude list, but maybe I'll make it right now. Gratitude. I got some freaking gratitude. I can't believe how lucky I am. I got some gratitude. Inside that feeble mind, there's probably a reason for everything happening. If you don't shut your mouth, you're gonna hit the floor. Gratitude is what you got. Gratitude is what you got. Gratitude. Gratitude. Okay, so what am I grateful for? Time for me to tell you. Movies. I'm grateful for movies. We have an episode coming up where I talk to Chris Sandiford, a comedian about uh, Dolomite is my name. Um, I really want to see The Lighthouse. Uh, and yeah, as I said in an earlier episode, I just saw The Irishman and I was super duper into it. So um, yeah, and I'm like, a, I really am obsessing with gangster movies again. I think I took a little break or maybe I just imagined I took a break, but just now I was watching the Casino trailer. I was watching the Goodfellas trailer. And uh, you know what's changed in trailers? Is voiceovers. Now they do a voiceover that's like from a scene, but you don't see what's happening. Like it's not, you don't see the whole scene. You just hear a voice from the scene. Like you'll hear in the Irishman trailer, Ray Romano go like, Okay, first of all, first of all, I don't know why I made him British. And then it's like over some clip. But, you know, in the casino trailer and also the Goodfellas, it's like, the world was made and they were made. And they want you to give them their money. You know, I, don't, I don't know what the trip, but I'm just saying the voiceover guy, he died. Like the guy who did the voiceovers for everything, died a little while ago. I think he was the only one. You ever notice this? That there's like artisans of stuff that you don't think about. Like that guy was probably one of five North American people who could do competent voices above movie trailers. And he's gone. He's gone. It's like when Lorenzo Music died. You might not know who Lorenzo Music is. But Lorenzo Music was the guy who did the voice of Garfield in the Garfield and Friends cartoon. And he sounded exactly like Bill Murray 
in that cartoon specifically. And so much so that, like, that's probably why they tried to get Bill Murray to do the voice of Garfield in the Garfield cartoon. Lorenzo Music also did the voice of the of uh, Bill Murray's character in Ghostbusters in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And he's gone. He died. He also was a voice actor and he's on Rhoda. He had a whole thing going on, but I'm just saying. There's nobody you can do a competent Bill Murray impression because Lorenzo Music's dead. You know? It's like when you buy a special... If you have a piano... You go to town, you buy a piano. Who's going to tune the piano? There's like three people who can do that in the whole city. And then if one of them dies, there's two. Grateful for movies. That's my first thing I'm grateful for, movies. Second thing I'm grateful for is whiteboards. I have a whiteboard in my, uh, in my uh, whatchamacallit, um, room. And I try to write things on it so I can remember to do things. And I've been very lax on it the last few weeks. But here's the thing. It's still there. I can write on it anytime I want. Whiteboards are great because they represent what my next piece of gratitude is. Second chances. Second chances. One of the most important things. That's why they invent jail. Second chances. Whiteboards are a second chance because if you make a mistake, you just turn your pen around and you, you wipe off the mistake. And uh, jail, you know, is a real second chance. It's a chance for you to think about what you did wrong. Of course, that was before... I don't know if it ever was that, but that was the intent, I suppose. That's what the man tells us jail is. But we all know it's really just a way for the smartest people in society to get locked up. But second chances, you know. Uh, uh, George Lucas wasn't happy with the Star Wars elements of the Star Wars films, so he had a second chance to make them into what he wanted. Uh, we don't always get second chances either. That's that's what I really was thinking about is how grateful I am to get a second chance because there's so many people. You make one mistake, it can it can just like haunt the rest of your life, you know. Um, whether it's a choice to n not get something checked out that's troubling you, or you're not you don't fit the your chance you don't want to fix the explosive engine on your car so you drive it and it explodes no second chances there so the fact that you know i've had some makes me feel very lucky and i'm very grateful for those second chances sing it with me uh, ben, what have i been enjoying lately I don't know. I, feel, I was listening to like Temple of the Dog and Soundgarden and stuff today. A very, you'd think, I know you think that's the kind of thing I do every day, but I don't. I uh, was texting it with my friend. It was a very tangent, 
sort of like lateral move to to get to this temple of the dog. I was texting with my friend yesterday and she reminded me that Neil Young's ex-wife Peggy Young actually died at the beginning of the year. Horrible. I had totally forgotten that. And uh right, might not have even known it. So I read like a Rolling Stone article about it and there was I guess she started this thing called Bridge School which was a school for uh children with severe speech or physical impairments to, to learn. And uh, guess what? In 2014, Temple of the Freaking Dog uh, reunited <laughs> to play their classic Hunger Strike song. I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. I'm not afraid to steal some bread, especially from the mouths of decadence. Going hungry, 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 hungry. So I watched a video clip of Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder playing that song live. And then it auto-played to the video for that song. And I let that play. And then it played a bunch of uh, Soundgarden songs until Spoon Man went on. And I was like, I think I like Spoon Man. Did not know I do, but I do. Spoon Man, everybody. You know the song Spoon Man's about a guy who, like, I don't know, he's like a magnetic person and he like attracted a bunch of spoons to his body and he made art from like, he had like hundreds of spoons. He would like make noise with them and make sculptures. They made a song about him. So that should teach you that if you're making outsider art, someone might make a song about you and then you'll have your art and then there'll be art about you. So really that's a double win. Um, <laughs> yeah, ah, November, end of year, you feel that momentum and it like draws back and you're sad. It's like so many feelings all at once. That's what I was feeling in Montreal too. I had a great time, but it was just like, I immediately swap into this weird Montreal lifestyle when I go there where it's just eat the worst food. There was a day where I had three helpings of fries in one day. And, you know, smoke like the French. Had some good Haitian food. That was good. Stay up too late. Wake up too early. All with just a little bit of that I don't care kind of thing. And that, uh, you know, it was just like, so I got back from Montreal. I was tired and kind of sad, even though I took the train there and back, and that was really nice. Those train rides, I like them. Especially, I don't know, in Canada, we have this Via Rail, and some of the trains are well updated and modern feeling, but there are others that are like out of the 1970s 
80s. More 80s, because that was those were the trains I grew up with. They have this hidden compartment that you like flip the tray out of, you know, like this little armchair. And you kind of open the armchair and there's a tray that you can kind of swing out and it swings up. When I was a kid, couldn't believe that technology. It was out of the future. Um, and the kind of stinky 70s, 80s fabric on the back of the chair in front of you and that dirty, dirty sort of circular thing that you press to make your, your seat lean back. Mm, train, smell the train. It's very hard to tip people for your purchase on the train now because they only take credit. And let me tell you, for those of us who don't believe in credit cards, oh, that's a hungry, hungry train time. But yeah, update on Montreal. The bagels are still good. Um, there's still a lot of coffee shops that you would never, ever want to go into. I can't really explain it. I feel like internet cafes there are still a thing. And they like embrace the cafe aspect more than you'd think. Cause you know, if you live in a big city, you've, you've any city, we've had the era of the internet cafe, but the, they threw the cafe concept away most of the time with these places. If there is coffee available there, it's, you know, it's got one of those like, you know, very wasteful. There's like Tassimo, Nescafe. You're not getting almond milk at the internet cafe. That's what I'm trying to say. But I haven't even seen an internet cafe in Toronto. There's like one I could name. I couldn't even name it. I could just say where. No, I could name it. It's called Gig at Bites, and it's it's near my house. And I don't really think it's an internet cafe as some sort of like a meeting of gamers. It's a place where gamers kind of meet and greet, play Counter-Strike together. But yeah, um, I, there are so many weird, there's like a so many odd cafes in Montreal. And I actually did wind up going to one called Anti-Cafe, A-N-T-I-C-A-F-E, Anti-Cafe. An antique store that had like a coffee shop element where they charged you not for what you drank, but for the amount of time you spent there. It was really confusing. And I was the only customer. And the chairs and tables are all antiques that are for sale. So I guess you could be sitting somewhere and then like a customer would come in and say, oh, that table looks great. I'm going to buy it. And then you have to get up and change tables. Seems like a flawed business system concept, if you ask me. But what do I know? Oh, my God. My house is so dry. My throat hurts. But I'm not exactly sad. The thing is, I just want to be able to, like, articulate how I'm feeling You know, what do we have in life except our ability to communicate? 
And I don't mean that to disparage people who have no means of communicating. Because, you know, society is so good, though. If you're someone who has no use of your arms or legs, they have ways you can communicate. I figured some out. Whistles. Beeps. A series of rolls. Dance. And I, I don't know, know what I'm getting at here. All I'm saying is, you know, I think a lot of my frustration now just has to do with the podcasting and this recording, I love it. I'm crazy for it. I love talking to a microphone or a person and just messing around, joking around. Um, but what's hard for me is just like sitting down and nailing down, not even how I feel in some sort of greater sense, but just like even how I feel in the moment. And I think when, you know, when people die and when things happen, you you really want to be able to describe how you're feeling. It's almost like there's pressure internal. Sure. But you feel, I, you can feel a pressure to sort of have to react, to, react period, react in any way. And yeah, that's, uh, I think I just want to get used to not needing to understanding that that pressure is internal. Weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y. Podcast at gmail.com, Kofi, co-fi.com, slash Nate Flanagan. If you, could, if you enjoyed this, please send me a piece of support monetarily. And it'll make it easier for me to keep doing it. Um, and try, if you know anyone interesting in Montreal, I'd love to plan some guests next time I'm down there. And yeah, I'm going to be in New York at the end of the year. So hopefully I get to interview a bunch of interesting people there. And again, including Liz Mann, who I had last year, who's just so funny and nice. So my friend Liz, hopefully she'll come back on. And if you have ideas about people in New York, might be good on the podcast. I, I'm, I'm listening. And you're listening. Because if you hear me say this, you're listening. Face it. Finally. And most importantly. Um, I opened for Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet last night. And it was a treat. It was a delight. Not last night, but on Thursday night. It was really fun. And um, thank you to Don Pyle, Dallas Good, and um, Brian Connolly for being in an amazing group and for asking me to do the show. And on top of that, not only did they ask me to do the show, they had a comedian on the show and they booked it thoughtfully. Now, if you don't know Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, they're probably best, well, best known for their song, Having an Average Weekend which is the theme to Kids in the Hall, uh, the television, sketch television show. Um, but otherwise, they're just this like really good instrumental guitar-driven group, trio. Um, and if you grew up, when I grew up, their videos were always on much music. They were short, they were stylish, they were snappy, and they broke up a long time ago. One of their members, Reed Diamond, died, and 
they reformed somewhat later with uh, Dallas Good, who's uh, definitely spiritually connected to the band. Before then, Dallas Good of the Sadies, hopefully he'll come in here and be a guest sometime. And uh, yeah, they just did one set. They put me in the middle, and then they did a second set. Why is that so amazing, you ask? Because then the crowd doesn't need to say, where's Shadowy Men in the middle of the comedy act? They've seen Shadowy Men already. Because that's a big issue if you're a comedian opening for a band. If you're an opening band, you're making noise. People can only yell, get off the stage in between songs. And then you just start the next song, and then you can't hear it. But if you're a comedian, there's no song for them to yell, get off the stage after. They're yelling, get off the stage at all times. You know what? Next time someone yells, get off the stage, me, I'm going to say, get on the stage. See how it feels. Anyway, I'm going to go to bed. It's late. Thank you for listening. My mouth is dry. My throat is dry. But my mind is wet. Nick Flying Weekly. Out. Thanks for listening. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.